0: well thanks for joining us i want you to take your bibles or your apps whatever you read on and i want you to turn to John chapter 15. Uh, now if you're not familiar with where John is located, the Bible's broken up into two main sections. The first one is pretty long. It's called the Old Testament. takes up about two-thirds of your Bible. And then the last third of your Bible is what's known as the New Testament. Now John, the book that we're in today, is in that second section, the New Testament. It's the fourth book. So what I want you to do is if you're not familiar with where John's located, go to your table of contents find the New Testament and find John 4th book and you'll turn to John chapter 15. Now as you're turning there, let me me talk about this crazy time that we're living in right now. Uh, Right now in this time of social distancing, I think there are two primary types of people. Uh, The first type are extroverts like me. Uh, Those that long to be with other people that gain energy from being around people. Uh, the second type are introverts, like my lovely wife. Now, I long for connection right now. I, I look forward to any opportunity to have uh, meetings with people online or, or connection points. I- I'm always excited when I have an opportunity to do phone calls or talk to someone. Um, f- you know, I'm I'm looking forward to the day when all of this ends and we can gather back together uh, in large groups and I can uh, speak and interact and talk with people. Now my wife uh, is different because right now my wife in this time of social distancing, my wife is living her best life right now. She's loving this. Um, She uh, sits on the couch sipping her coffee and, and she just laughs at all of us extroverts. Uh, she was trained mentally, emotionally. She's wired to be socially distanced. She enjoys being at home with her family, with our sons, with me. Uh, this is a great time for her. Um, but connection, no matter whether you're an extrovert or whether you're an introvert, connection is difficult right now. It's difficult to build connections with people when you don't get to have that one-on-one, physical, uh, spatial interaction with people. But, but connection is so important. You know, we're being told right now to stay indoors, to, to not have interaction with other people, no school, no church, you can't go out to eat, you can't go sit down at a restaurant. But connections are vital to our well-being. Connection's different, and it's difficult. But in this time of social distancing, we are being offered a unique opportunity to connect in a way that we have neglected for far too long. So let's look at that today. L-l- take your Bibles. John 15 is where we're going to be, and we're going to just read a couple of verses. John 15, starting in verse 5. So so scroll down, find the, the little five. John chapter 15, Interesting passage here. This is the last uh, of our series on the I am statements of Jesus. There are seven statements in all, uh, and this is the last one. And in this statement, Jesus says, I am the vine. And in verses four through five of chapter 15, he highlights three aspects of being the vine. The first is that we are called to abide in him and him in us. I'm going to get back to that in just a moment. The second thing that he mentions here is that when we abide in him, we're supposed to be, uh, we're designed to be producing fruit. I'm also going to come back to that. And then lastly, we cannot do anything if we do not abide in him, if we're not connected with him. A pretty simple passage, but there's a great point here. There's, There's deep deep meaning in this passage. And so here's my big idea. Here's that idea that if you're gonna ignore everything I've said today, I want you to hear this. So if you're in your kitchen right now, uh, getting a cup of coffee or, or warming your mug, I want you to stop what you're doing, come back in, look at the television. I want you to catch this one statement. I want you to think about it this week. And that statement is this, connection brings life and life results in fruit. Let me say that again. Connection brings life and life results in fruit. Now, what do I mean by this? You see, we're all sub- called to, we're all, we're all designed to be connected intimately to Jesus. Uh, the Bible, this passage says, he is the vine and we are the branches. Now, now think of a tree that's out in your front yard or, or maybe a bush If you were to take one of the branches off of that tree uh, or that bush, if you were to to take snippers or scissors or or a knife and you were to cut a branch off and you left it in the yard next to that tree or that bush, uh, you give that branch a a few days or a few weeks, what is going to happen to that branch? It's going to die. It's not going to have life anymore. It's certainly not going to produce fruit. You see, we're designed to be connected to something greater. We need him. He is that trunk, that, that, that main passage, that main part of a tree or a bush or a vine that supplies all of the spiritual and life-giving nutrients that we need in order to produce fruit. We need him for everything. Which brings me to that, that next idea fruit. It says that we cannot make fruit without him, but we're called to be fruitful, to bear fruit. Well, What is fruit? Fruit is what our life produces. Uh, And the Bible in other places discusses this about the idea that some lives produce good, life-giving, sweet fruit, and then other lives Produce poisonous fruit and fruit that will hurt us, fruit that's uh, displeasurable to the taste. We, as followers of Jesus, are called to, to produce good, life giving fruit. Uh, Galatians 5 uh, mentions this aspect of fruit and it talks about the, the fruit of the Spirit. And it says this But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace. Patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Think about all of those uh, different words that that were mentioned. Those are all exactly what we need to live in in good unity with one another. Uh, those aspects, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Those are the building blocks of healthy relationships with anyone and everyone. And so when Jesus calls us to bear good fruit, he is saying he wants us to have good life, to, to, to show righteousness, to, to be at peace with others, to show patience and love and gentleness and kindness and all of those things, to have self-control. It's what the Bible calls righteousness. I mentioned it just a minute ago. It's the good and right life that aligns with God's purpose, plan, and commands for our lives. You see, following Jesus is all about this connection, but when we're connected with Jesus, there is a a desire deep down inside of us to live a life that is pleasing to Jesus. Just like when I go home at night uh, after a long day of work, Uh, I long, I have a desire to do the things that are going to make my wife and my kids happy. I long to invest in them and connect with them. And so when I live my life doing that, that increases my connection with them. So it's living good and right life in obedience to what Jesus has called us to do. It's avoiding sin, all of those things uh, that are listed in God's word as being contrary to God's plan and purpose and command for our lives. It's making things right with others and it's having that healthy connection with others and a healthy relational connection to Jesus. But to have fruit, we have to stay connected. We have to be intimately connected with the vine. The branches have to be connected to what gives them life. And this is not just a statement. This is, hear me closely here. This is not just a statement. This is an invitation by Jesus. This is an invitation to come into relationship with, with him. You see, we are all dead in our sins. Think about what I talked about a minute ago about if you cut a branch off from a tree or a bush and you laid it on the ground, that branch is dead. There's nothing that that branch can do to bring itself new life. It needs somebody to come along and pick it up and, and graft it in to something that will bring it new life. You see, a dead person, a person who's dead in their sins cannot bring themselves back to life. There's nothing that that person can do that's good enough to bring life into their existence. They need someone who has perfect life to come and bring that into them, to make them alive. You see, and that's exactly what Jesus came to do. Jesus came so that we could have life. You see, Jesus was and is the son of God. He came to this earth through the the birth uh, that was conceived uh, in a virgin. And ultimately, he lived a perfect, completely sinless life, taught about God and, and following him and how to have connection with him. And then he was falsely accused. And despite the fact that he committed no sins, he was uh, accused and convicted and put on a cross. And on that cross, he shed his blood for us. Next week, when we celebrate Easter, there's gonna be something that's uh, three days before, Good Friday. Good Friday is the day when we celebrate the death of Jesus on the cross. And you celebrate Good Friday as death Why would you call it Good Friday? You see, Good Friday is the good news that when Jesus died on that cross, as he hung there, his blood, his sacrifice is what cleanses us from our sins. You see, he paid our punishment for us. All those sins are crimes, are convictions against us. They are ways that we have disobeyed God's law. And there's a penalty for that. But ultimately, Jesus came and paid the penalty for us. He took your place and my place so that we could be forgiven, so that we could have a perfect, eternal connection with God. You see, but Easter's coming. On Sunday, the third day after he died, he rose from the grave. He had victory over sin and death And many days later he ascended into heaven. And the Bible says that he sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. That is what Jesus did to come and bring life into your life and into my life. And it is an invitation. He is extending that invitation to you to live in the life that he can bring. That life-changing hope that can only be found in Jesus Christ. And so before I go any further, let me say, if you're watching today and you don't know Jesus as your Lord and your Savior, then Jesus is inviting you right now to begin that connection with him today. He wants to take you, that dead branch on the ground. He wants to pick you up and graft you into himself. In other words, make you part of his living tree, his living vine and bring you new life. If you want to make that decision or you've got questions about what a life-changing relationship looks like with Jesus, please contact us right now in your direct message or by email, info at fsbcs.org. Uh, shoot us an email right now. We would love the opportunity to connect with you and answer questions and walk you through what a life-changing relationship Jesus looks like so right now don't don't pause don't don't do anything else right now direct message us and let us begin that conversation of what a life-changing relationship with Jesus looks like he is inviting you in right now today to begin a new life a life-changing relationship with him so he is the vine and we are the branches. But how does that affect us today in this day and age of social distancing where we we cannot gather together, we can't go to school or church or to a restaurant? How does this affect us now? Well, Jesus said, I am the vine and you are the branches. If you are connected to the vine, God is going to do whatever it takes to cause you to bear fruit. If you go, into John 15 and you go into verse one, Jesus mentions that he is the vine and his father, God, the father in heaven is the vine dresser. A vine dresser is someone who would come along and they would prune and, and cut parts of the vine off so that more fruit could be produced. If you know anything about trees, it's, it's healthy. It's good for the tree to prune it during certain seasons so that the tree can grow in a, in a healthy way. And so God wants to to push us sometimes. Sometimes we need the pruning. You see, God loves us so much that he's going to cut us and prune us and trim us and chop us to make us healthier. He's determined to trim us to where we look like, our lives look like Jesus. And so he's going to do whatever is necessary in your life and mine to make us look more like his son and this will the only way that this will happen is through cutting away the parts of our life that are causing us to go towards death cutting out those parts that are deadly or sinful so that we can live new life so that life can come out of that pruning you know we're not going to Uh, We're not called to live life in a way where we, we hunker down and we just protect ourselves and we just get by. We're called to go out and share this beautiful gift with others. Jesus is calling us to take the gift that he gives, that death, that resurrection, that new life. He's calling us to go and take that to everyone that would listen to lead every generation to the life-changing hope of Jesus. And I want to give you three ways that we can do that today in this crazy age. There are three ways, I think, that we really need to focus in on what we're doing for Jesus. First off, I would say stay connected. You need to stay connected to people, stay connected to uh, the body of Christ, the church, and stay connected to Jesus himself. You know, ultimately, we should be calling people regularly. We should be connecting with people and making sure that they're okay and that they're doing all right and looking for opportunities to share the life-changing hope of Jesus with them. We should be intentionally looking for opportunities to connect with other followers of Jesus, part of the the body of Christ, his church. Uh, And so again, I've, I've been encouraging it. Stay connected with your small group. Uh, Look for opportunities uh, to get together as a small group uh, online and and have conversations uh, online together. And we have a unique opportunity where we're uh, staying home much more. We're not traveling a whole lot. We're not commuting as much. We have a unique opportunity and and more time, I think, to focus on our connection and our relationship with Jesus. Now is a time to reinvigorate your relationship with your savior, to to build that connection, that relational connection even more. Uh, You know, I talked about the difficulties of social distancing and, and how we long for connection, but ultimately the most important connection that we can have today is our connection with Jesus. And we have a very unique opportunity to put the busyness of life aside for just a moment and maybe spend some more time with Jesus right where we're at. So the first way that we, we live through and, and glorify Jesus and be part of uh, the vine in this day and age is to stay connected. The second way is to be generous. There are a lot of people in this day and age that are struggling. There are a lot of people who are having a very difficult time. And so when you see a need, find a way to meet it. If, if you don't know of any needs around you, let me give you one right now. At right now, today, First Southern Baptist Church of Scottsdale is partnered with the city of Scottsdale to help provide food for the, the food banks and the senior uh, facility through, uh, facilities throughout our city. And so, right now, throughout this week, next week, and ongoing, we are going to actively be collecting food for the food banks uh, for our community. And so, if you've got food at your house that you could donate, uh, preferably canned goods, non perishables, maybe you've got some toiletries that you could donate, uh, maybe you've got masks or gloves that you could donate. Um, whatever it is, if you've got something that uh, you can give to the the food banks in this day and this time, uh, we would like to open up an opportunity for you to drop it off to us. If you're not wanting to get out of the house, we will come to you. Uh, Contact the church. Uh, reach out to us. We will send somebody. You can just leave that food on your front doorstep, and we'll send somebody to your house to pick it up and, and get it connected, get it to the food banks so that those who are suffering in this difficult time can get the food that they need to get their family through. Continue to support ministries here at First Southern also. You know, I, I talk about generosity and. Uh, guys, let's be honest, we're, this is not something that's going to last for just a, a few more weeks. Uh, we're probably in this for a couple more months. Um, and so be generous with others. Be generous with uh, food banks and, and groups that are helping others. Um, and also be generous with your church body. Uh, don't withhold your giving, uh, continue to give uh, so that those churches can continue to administer and, and help meet the needs of people in their community. Uh, so don't forget to be generous. So I've said, stay connected to people, to the church and to Jesus. I've talked about being generous, being generous, finding meeting needs, uh, helping food banks, uh, making sure to stay generous with your church. And lastly, love. Love. Uh, You know, when Jesus is confronted in Matthew 22 about what the greatest commandment is, he gives two commands. He says, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And the second greatest commandment is like that. Love your neighbor as yourself. We are called in this day and age to love others. Uh, And love means a lot of things. But but right now, I would say love your neighbor. Uh, And I, I don't mean neighbor in the sense that the Bible uses most of the time. Uh, your neighbor being anyone and everyone. I'm talking about literally your neighbor, the person that lives down from you, the, the person that lives right next door. Love the people that are right around you. Love on the people that are in your immediate vicinity. Look for ways that you can reach out and love them. So my question today is this, will you stay connected to Jesus? You have a unique opportunity, we all do, To, for once, take a step back and spend a little more time investing in our relational connection with Jesus. Will you take advantage of that today? And my second question is this. Will you produce good fruit because of the connection that you have with Jesus? Verse 6, I really haven't touched on it much. But Jesus ends the passage that we were talking about just now, John 15, verses five and six. Verse six talks about how the branches that don't produce fruit will be trimmed off and will be thrown into the fire. We are called to not worry about our comfort or our safety uh, or anything like that, but to love and meet the needs of others, to produce fruit Should we adhere to social distancing? Yes. Should we stay in and and watch out and, and obey the laws, the rules, the recommendations that the government has given us? Yes, but in the midst of that, we should also be looking for ways to follow the laws of God by loving God and loving others. So actively today, tomorrow, this entire week, look for ways to connect with Jesus and connect with others, to show others, produce fruit in your life so that others may see the life-changing hope of Jesus. I pray that you will have a wonderful week uh, and I pray that God will do mighty works in you and through you this week. Will you join me in prayer? Almighty God, we thank you so much for today. We thank you that we have this opportunity right now to gather together, even if it's through the internet. We thank you that we have the opportunity to gather together to worship, to pray, and to hear your word. And Lord, we pray in this very difficult time, in this unprecedented time, we pray that you would show us how to stay intimately connected to you and how to produce fruit so that others will know you as their Lord and Savior. Lord, we thank you so much for who you are, for what you've done and what you're going to do, and for you being the vine in our lives, the one who brings true life, eternal life to our existence. So Lord, we thank you and we praise you, and we lift all of this in the name of Jesus, our Lord and our Savior. Amen.